Podcast. 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 Are we saying podcast? Welcome back. Welcome back. Two fanboys and the filthy casual back at you once again. As usual, this is Dennis. This is Lewis. And this is Harold. Lots of fun and new stuff to talk about today, but as usual, let's begin with Lewis's favorite segment, Poopery. Um, I believe, Harold, we're going to have to roll for initiative today. <laughs> yes, sir. First, so All right. go ahead, Harold. Why don't you go for it? I am going to see. I'm using my D10. <laughs> Hold on. That's, here we go. I got a four. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Harold, you're going to roll for me. Damn it, uh, I got okay. a two. Okay, Harold, you're, you're rolling <laughs> for me. Go, Harold. Oh, you, you got a five. I got a five. Awesome. There you go. <laughs> I guess I guess I am. Uh, I, uh, it's going to be me, and um, pretty soon I'm going to have to uh, uh, do a uh, saving roll or whatever it's called. Um, but I guess I'll start off with mine. Um, new uh, Pokemon uh, DLC came out. Um, a crown of tundra came out um, and I am really happy because I, I don't know about you guys but uh, I know I think I'm the, out of the three of us I'm the only one who's actually like actively playing that game or, or who actually bought that game and um, while I enjoyed sword and shield it seemed really short to me and uh, not a lot of like really cool Pokemon um, they had a second one um, uh, uh, um, another DLC that one was wasn't really that cool but this time around I'm pretty excited Excited, and one of the reasons is because there's like 40 legendaries that you can actually get just based on this one, um, like one DLC. And um, you know, I've never, um, I've never really played like a Pokemon where I, um, uh, uh, long enough that I've been able to get like all the legendaries or anything. And so I've been playing for maybe three days now. Um, I have like um, six new legendaries that I've never gotten before, um, and it's been pretty fun. And I've actually haven't even started like the actual storyline of it. But they have this thing called um, Dynamax uh, Cavern where you just have to fight all these different characters and at the end there's a chance where you can get like a new legendary and so um, i'm really excited about it but as a, the reason why i bring it up because i found out and i captured my favorite pokemon and not because it looked cool but because of the name you guys uh, you guys ready for this name the name yeah. of the Go pokemon is called guzzlord No, it's not, dude. It is G U Z Z Lord. <laughs> so, oh, that's that is that's gonna be my new Pokemon, <laughs> just so I can see the word Guzzlord all the time. <laughs> so, only reason why I wanted to bring up Pokemon New DLC Guzzlord. That's it for my poopery. <laughs> I'm still in a state of shock. <laughs> Um, I remember Guzzlord from college. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! You were oh, playing dear. Pokemon? No, but I caught something. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> Did you get? It's like you guys get uh, rehearse that. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh god! I, I think I think. Uh, Wait, so. It, 
Is, is that a is that that's a DLC for Sword and Shield? Sword and Shield, yeah. So um, if you bought the the the, the pass. The the the, it's the the season pass um, it came with two and so this this one um, seems pretty exciting and again forty legendaries good lord dude it's gonna take me a while is that a free DLC or do you gotta pay for that well um um so aside from yeah aside from the original one um you had to pay like I think thirty bucks for um for both DLCs. That's not included in the season pass or anything? No, that's the season pass. Sorry. Okay. So 30 bucks for the season pass, you get both of them. Um, and this is the second one. And I don't know if they're planning on the third one, but um, so far I'm pretty darn satisfied. How, how long does each season last? Or is it like a... It's just, um, it, it's um, like a... Um, so with uh, Sword and Shield, as you know, with uh, Pokemon, you have like an, an area. This time around, it was uh, based on like England. And then so um, the um, the the secondary one, um, I don't know where it's uh, like it's it's a, I'm guessing it's like um, um, like uh, I I don't know I don't, I can't even describe it, but um, it was a short maybe like a thirty minutes a new storyline, but most of it really was about like um, capturing like a new um, a, a more Pokemon because the original game, they intentionally made it where instead of like the 700 or so Pokemon, you could only capture like 400. So they're introducing like um, slowly but surely like the, the other generation of uh, Pokemons. Nice, dude. Yeah. Nice, dude. Uh, t- tangent, because unfortunately I don't play Sword and Shield, but Harold probably might know this too. But um, in in Hype Beast news, um, I don't know if you guys found out or have been hearing how much the, the, the original Pokemon trading cards are going for nowadays. Which one? Um, right? Okay, so you guys Charizard know, right? Okay. Or... <laughs> yes, dude. I mean, if, if yeah, that's nuts to me because. Yeah, I know Dennis probably has a couple of those that are worth a couple bills now in his in his uh, in his cave. But um, yeah, just tangent. I just wanted to know if you guys knew. I'm sure, obviously, you guys know. But yeah, that's crazy. Uh, what's that? See, I, I don't even know celebrity culture, but some dude, yeah, dropped what 250 on a, a Charizard. Um, yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't have the shiny Charizard that was from Japan or something that that, uh, that, that, that uh, got. My buddy just showed me a picture of his. Also, the card. Okay, and not of his, yeah. out of his Guzzlord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was the Guzzlord in this version, but um. <laughs> yeah, and he, I was like, "Hey, so that's uh, that's your kid's college fund right there, right, buddy?" And he's like, "Nah, that's for me." <laughs> I was like, you just had a baby, bro. And he's like, yeah. No, um, it's it's frustrating, and I I don't think we've ever talked about this, but like, um, you know, it's it's really frustrating to think of all the like these really expensive like Pokemon cards and Magic the Gathering cards because I remember when um, Magic the Gathering came out, I missed the first two expansions of it. Um, and I came in um, the, uh, the third expansion. Um, and so the first expansion was called Alpha. And the, well, technically, it was like the, the starting one. So it's Alpha and then the, the, the beta one. And um, when I came in, that was like when it, it was getting big. 
and I still re do remember um, playing with people, um, and they were using like um, like uh, like the original like um, um, cards. There's like a set of like seven cards that are now like banned because it was too powerful. Um, but at that time, you know, I remember playing with these guys and uh, ooing and eyeing at, at these cards. And I remember um, I was playing at this um, card shop um, in like, where is it? Magnolia and I want to say Victory. Um, and uh, they were there and I remember seeing and I was looking at a card there and they were selling it for like uh, 150 bucks. And it's like, oh my God, $150 uh, card. I can't believe that. Um, last time I saw the, that the card that I was I was looking at, at pristine value, it was worth over like a couple hundred thousand dollars already. Dude. And just thinking of that just kind of like is frustrating for me. Jesus Christ, man. That's great. I know, dude. <laughs> for a little uh, three by two piece of paper. But yeah. anyway, I digress. So that's our that's our week in Pokemon news. <laughs> so I, be, I believe Harold second in the initiative over there. So go for it. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, actually, you know, speaking of season updates, I just wanted to do a quick talk because actually, a couple of weeks ago we had meant, uh, Lewis and I were thinking about talking that, about this, and that there was a by the time this episode airs, the 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 I guess the special event will be over. But it uh, on Call of Duty, which, as everybody knows, I play a lot of, they have a special Halloween event called The Haunting of Verdansk. Uh, Verdansk being the, uh, the uh, you know, country that the game is being supposedly played on, and Verdansk being the area that they call for Warzone. So, you know, Call of Duty Warzone is the big game that everybody plays. And um, the special event has been both a hit and something very frustrating to a lot of players. And the hit part being, there was like a new mode called like their zombie royale mode. So you start out as a human and when you die, you become a zombie. But then you can, you know, kill more people and turn back into a human. It's it's craziness. And like towards the end, everybody just becomes a zombie and you're just, you know, literally just holding the trigger finger and just pulling the directional pad around so you're trying to just 360 everybody with an SMG or something. So that has been really fun. The most frustrating thing about all of this is this stupid thing that Infinity Ward has implemented and there are jump scares in the goddamn game. Not just like, hey, boo. No, literal, as someone who plays with his headphones on, a big explosion and a guy in the middle of your screen popping out at you either a zombie a ghost something stupid something so, dude and the thing is you'd expect that in like during the the nighttime games because you know nighttime scary and the scary part is like sometimes you'll just be walking around and you'll see ghosts walking around you so you kind of get freaked out but it also rolls into sometime some of the daytime games so you're you know you're thinking just chilling and everything you're like oh it's daytime you know it's, it should be a regular game and boom the stupid thing happens again <laughs> and I had gotten some of the smaller scares and been like, oh, yeah, whatever. And then the very first time I got one of the things, I literally threw my controller out of, like, surprise. <laughs> like, not threw my controller, like, oh, stupid game. But, like, the controller was in my hands, and I was like, ah! And it flew, like, three feet away from me. But my headphones were still on, and my buddies were like, dude, what happened? And I was like, 
I got one. <laughs> I got one of scares. <laughs> and they're like, you okay? And I was like, I'm going to need a minute here, guys. Like, <laughs> the thing that sucks is when you get scared, the game still keeps playing. So a couple of times, I've literally been scared and like I freak out because I'm I'm not good with scares that we you know that's been established here, and I'll get distracted and someone will come and just shoot me, because, like from their perspective, I'm just opening a loot crate. From my perspective, a goddamn demon monster is screaming at my face at in full 7.1 Dolby surround sound into my headphones. So what I've learned to do is right when I'm about to open a loot or any kind of thing, I turn off the volume on my things. So I'll visually get scared, but audio like wise, it's not as bad because it's the combination of both audio and visual. So Lou, I know your son has played it. Has he experienced any of these things that have happened to me? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Uh, that last part you described is basically how I watched him play. I wish we were a video because he would basically do the, like, if he's approaching a, a crate, he'd be like, <laughs> so he'll turn like 45 degrees, close one eye, and like, <laughs> and, and it hit A to open the box. <laughs> Lewis became Popeye for a second. I did. I did. He was like, oh, ka, 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 ka. <laughs> and like, yeah, dude, I've played a little bit of it because, like, after our last our, our conversation last week, I did. Uh, I, 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 I battened down and like uh, I asked, like, or not asked, it's, it's my console, but like I, I jumped <laughs> in on a Please have me. Please have a game. Um, I jumped in on a game, and dude, um, H gave us the heads up. He did not get into specifics, but yeah, dude, the, uh, I think what. Um, so like Harold was mentioning, it's it's like it's a it's an open world game. So you're in this map. It's you against a hundred people. So Dennis, you're like going. You 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 drop down with like a little pea shooter to start off with, and your and your hands for melee, and you have to you know go through all the uh, to, to the boxes to find loot. And what Harold said is like it's not like um like if you're pres- if you're playing Resident Evil. Or anything like that. You can see the zombies or the ghouls coming around. Not see them, but you kind of explain it. But like this one, it like overwhelms you so much. And it's like, it's, yeah. I, I literally did like the Joaquin Phoenix from Signs move where he's, where he finally sees the aliens. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I'm like, nope. <laughs> and you know, I thought uh, you threw water at him. <laughs> I, I, exactly. I started swinging. Um, I, I, I guess my la- my only other thought on the, the whole thing is so like that, like Harold was mentioning, um, if you do die as a human, if you do die on this map, you turn into a zombie. Now I'm not a zombie purist or or or, or one of those nerds, but like uh, I'm still not quite sure I understand the dynamic of how they do their 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 zombies. Because so then if, if you're a zombie, you basically have like an incredible Hulk leap. Like you can literally jump from like one end of a building to the to the roof, and it's the it's the um, twenty eight days later zombie where they can run. So it's not like yeah. you're lumbering like slow zombies. Which obviously, if you're playing a game, it's a lot more dynamic because obviously you're, you're having to run away from these guys. Or if they were a lot slower, then obviously if you're the last human or if you're the human, it would be a lot easier to pick them off. But you know, I guess it makes it fun. But at the same time, you know, I, I'm I'm talking to my son and I'm like. The zombies I know would not be running this fast. <laughs> the zombies I know would not be able to climb a ladder. Anyway. These, these zombies are like super OP. Yeah. The funniest the funniest thing for me has been 
like actually using strategy with your buddies in terms of like, cause you know, if you're, you have a little bit of hit points, but not a lot as a zombie. But so if one guy is rushing at the guy with a gun still in front of you, you can come from the side and he's confused. Cause <laughs> you can use like, there's like special zombie powers. You can knock out their radar. You can gas grenade them. And then like Lewis said, you can dash at them. So it's like, <laughs> just funny. Cause you'll see like, like in the kill camera, it's like someone's looking right at you, but then you see the zombie coming from the other side. Dude, it's it is not a good look. Like in terms of <laughs> trying to just spectate the game, it's a goddamn horror movie, man. And I don't do well with this shit. <laughs> I just, I just do, like like my friends. Uh, they've literally been like, "Hey, let's play." I'm like, you know what? I'm going to wait until November's 3rd. I think that's when it ends. Yep. I'm I like, think we only got a few again. more days. Yeah. Or just like, days. Uh, there's just, there's a few modes where they, where the, it doesn't happen. You got to just make sure you, you're in the modes that don't have it. I just don't like, I just want to play the game. Like, I'm fine <laughs> with the zombie mode too. It's cool, but I don't want to be like two o'clock in the morning and all of a sudden something jumps at me and I scream and people think that there's a freaking bloody murder that's happening over in this house. But Yeah. Yeah. Good thing I'm an adult. <laughs> Quote unquote adult. Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I'll be happy when this whole thing's over and we can move on to uh, Modern Warfare. Or no, not Modern Warfare. What's the next? Like, what's I'm, the ex- next- like I'm excited if they do like a Christmas thing where like maybe Santa pops out. Maybe <laughs> like presents and stuff. Or for like, you know, the non-denominational stuff or the super denominational stuff. Like, a, you know, a menorah comes out. And you get like eight different presents. So. You, th- you throw a dreidel grenade. That'd be awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like a snapshot grenade, but then you start to see it start spinning. And it says dreidel. <laughs> that might be OP though, dude. There's a lot of, there's a lot of operators for that. And yes. if there's a Santa operator, I'm buying that for sure. Because <laughs> nothing would be more hilarious than seeing Santa getting blasted by an RPG. Nice, dude. In-game, well, in-game, not in real yeah, life. Okay, it's, okay. It's <laughs> There's your holiday spirit, folks. <laughs> How about you? Have any you anything? Actually, dude, this week has actually been pretty quiet. Um, get this. Work has actually made me do work. So I think the, my, my biggest um, uh, poopery is actually what Dennis is going to allude to. So I'm, I'm gearing up for you to drop the news on our listeners on what we're, what our next endeavor is. Okay. So um, you know how the three of us have been really clamoring for new content. So Lewis, Harold, and I are going to start a new cooking show. <laughs> wait a second. Oh, wait. That's not the, 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 the news. That's, that's the wrong chat, dude. So I think what Lewis is alluding to is, um, you know, one thing that I've always been interested in, you know, Harold and I have been long fans of JRPG games or the, uh, JRP games <laughs> role-playing <laughs> games and everything like final fantasy um chrono trigger and all these things um you know i i was a huge world of warcraft uh, fan until um i like a crack addict i had to like quit cold uh quit, quit cold turkey um you know but one thing that i've always been interested in doing is role-playing like um and no, no not that oh. type um <laughs> actual like dungeons and dragons and no not that type also but actually like you know like the like like 
like what what people all used to talk about like you know um like uh, people always made fun of like the nerds that were like in their basements and they're like rolling dice and they're they're m- making up and imagining things and i've always wondered how that feels how would that feel and i've been trying to get the guys to do it and lewis is always like you know flaky and harold is too cool for these things but finally we were able to get somebody a friend of ours um shout out to joel um and um you know and that he was gonna he was willing to be the dm the dungeon master for our game and so what we started um just yesterday actually uh, for this recording um just yesterday we actually started our first foray into the world of dungeons and dragons and yesterday we were able to create our our characters uh we were able to start um you know uh, uh, and we start lewis and i because harold um used to play lewis and i are all of a sudden now um having to learn all of these this terminology so um let's talk um how how has the the first steps into our, our world of uh, Dungeons and Dragons been for you guys? Uh, for me, it's been a pleasant surprise. I'll be perfectly honest. I mean, because, you know, Dungeons and Dragons has got like a bit of a stigma. Let's be perfectly honest. Uh, the three of us are pretty much self, uh, self-affirmed self nerds and geeks. But even uh, in, in most circles, like Dungeons and Dragons is like that tier above that or below i guess depending on where your, where your perspective is so there is a bit of a stigma by like oh that's a little too hardcore it's a little too much but um on that note i'm pleasantly surprised like you said shout out to our listener and friend of the podcast joel uh for 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 being our dungeon master for this time and uh you know he made it a lot easier uh a lot more um not overwhelming whatever the opposite of you know is whelming you know to to basically go through the manual the character sheet and basically walk us through the initial process it does sound like it is going to be a pretty heavy endeavor like there's a lot of uh you know a a lot of creativity a lot of actual gameplay and uh, a lot of other stuff like that that's going to come into play before we even roll our first die but um you know so far so good i'm really excited to see where this goes um i think at the end we should tell our listeners what our class and races are just for the sake of uh, continuity and you know you know hopefully you know our 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 listeners will play along and kind of go from there but um yeah really excited i'm really excited if i'm you know just like a lot of other role-playing things if i'm gonna do this i'm glad i'm doing it with you guys what's that um uh it's (laughs) it's it's a little different for me obviously because like dennis prefaced um a long long time ago I used to play Dungeons and Dragons a lot, like so much so that our whole weekend would be based off of it. So like I would only sleep at my cousin's house because I knew that once Saturday morning hit, I knew that we'd be playing from literally dusk till dawn and then on to Sunday after church. The ironic thing, not ironic thing, but I always remember as a kid, my mom used to tell me, you should not play that game because according to church, the church people, um, it is uh, involved in satanic worship. <laughs> it's the devil. <laughs> there was that. Con- there was a- that was the controversy back in the eighties. I do remember that. I do remember By seeing way, that. Yeah. Yes, that that does date how old we are. But uh, in the eighties, there was a big push about um, when Dungeons and Dragons became popular. People were saying, "Oh, it's because it's like a it's a, a cult of Satan, and you're learning about uh, everything against God." And I was like. Uh, in in our version, we stab people in our in our imaginations. <laughs> there was actually no, though. There was like a little bit of um, 
because that's the thing that's fun is there's no actual game pieces. It was literally about using your imagination. And it was like everything was uh, not not so much imagination based, but it's like like a like reading a book itself. It's like, you know, there's no images for you to read. It's just whatever your mind pops up when you start going through these processes. So my god brother, he got everybody in our crew as kids to start playing this game. And there was I want to say like 12 or 15 of us that played this game and being my sister and I being the two people that didn't live in the cul-de-sac where we they played the game um they made they played all the time we would only play on the weekends so it's like i was kind of excluded and you kind of i kind of felt left out for a little bit until my godfather was like yeah yeah the sad sex that lived a whole now that i think about it it was a 10 minute drive at the most but in my head i was like oh it's like half an hour anyways but um my godfather was like no you can be my assistant dungeon master so we made our crew um I'm actually going to say this out loud for the first time in about 30 years. <laughs> your, your voice is cracking a little bit there, dude. You're going to be okay. <laughs> the, the name of our crew. <laughs> um, PC Posse. Um, NPC, as most people know, non-player character. Us, player characters. So the uh. player character... Sure. It's not a video podcast, but I just bit my lip because <laughs> I don't remember. I and then my uh, Dennis knows my godbrother, uh, and we've been. He's actually one of the people that for a long time Dennis has been like, dude, hit that guy up so we can play. And he's just been so aloof that it's hard to find him. But uh, I know he still hosts games, and that's like thirty years later. The last time I played with him was probably when I was sixteen or seventeen years old. He tried actually. Um, he did. He set up a party at his house, and he was like, "We're we're playing a poker game." So obviously, I went over expecting to play poker, and instead of uh, poker chips and uh, cards out, he had the the Dungeons and Dragons sheets out. I was like, "Dude, I did not drive all the way to Pasadena, in the hills of Pasadena, just to do this for the night." I was like, <laughs> "Or did you?" No, he was really disappointed. But I was like, "Dude." I was like, you promised poker. I was like, I'm gonna play poker with your other friends here, but you and your, and then I was like, you and your other loser friends can still. But those guys are still cool. Like they still. That's the crazy thing is like they still play the game, and you know, big ups to anybody who's been playing the same game for thirty years. I mean, oh, for us, we we go through trends. You know, we don't play the same game for more than you know maybe three or four years max, unless you're a fighter, but different variations and this is basically just the same game but like like joel Pre- joel told us when we started doing this it's like the game changes every time you play so that's kind of the fun thing yeah that's that's really interesting i'm glad you brought that up that was a dynamic that i'm kind of really looking forward to so like uh, harold you played this before so no 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 one game is ever going to be the same no because that's it's crazy. like because it's all about how you, your decision making and like decision making before the game starts decision making during the game and so depending on how well everybody works as a team or even if you're playing <laughs> playing by yourself um you never know and then you like 
it's all, you know, literally luck of the draw because you never know how the dice is going to roll. And there's no 100 percent guarantees. What's interesting to me is how, and and we kind of said we, we uh, Joel kind of mentioned it yesterday, but it's so interesting how intricate um, everything is. Where you had to I know, your, yeah. your your hit points, your charisma, and everything. And Joel and Joel kind of pointed out that everything since we played World Warcraft, we we played the, the RPGs. These things were. Are, are, are basically randomly generated already in this, these video games, but being able to see it from scratch, I have to tell you this is one of the first few times where um, even after going through like an hour yesterday um, and then reading through all the material, I'm still lost. And I still, <laughs> yeah, I, I, still I can don't tell by know. the messages you keep sending, dude, like during our podcast right now, well, you are sending a million messages and I can't, I don't know how to mute my iPad. He's <laughs> coming up like Dennis getting suggestions of what to do with his character. So, yeah. I, I'm so invested in this, dude. Yeah. Like, like, like after, after this podcast, you know, we were talking about it. We're going to have to decide, uh, you know, where, um, how our, our, our ventures like met up and everything. Um, so you know, the other thing was fascinating to me as you were talking about that it's, um, you know, your, your, your God brothers been playing for 30 years, you know, we're starting at level one characters. Um, like for, th- after 30 years of playing, I can't imagine like all the information, like where, like, like the equipment, um, all the things that, they, that he has, you know, based on like all that past experience. So it's, it's crazy to think of it, but at the same time, it's pretty exciting. I, I, I've got to tell you, um, Lou, you're right. Um, you know, even in the Philippines, I remember people talking about um, when I went to like the um, the comic book stores in Green Hills. Um, I remember there was there was a signs for like Dungeons and Dragons and everything, even in the Philippines. And I remember even back then thinking, "Oh my God, that is so nerdy." And now we're, we're, we're willingly and voluntarily um, like trying to uh, get into this and see how it how it goes. I know. I, I like that, that we're, we're giving up our time on weeknights to be like, yeah, we can spend two hours building a character. We got this. <laughs> I know. Yeah. We haven't even played anything yet. <laughs> we're already three, at least three hours physical time in and maybe 10 more hours virtually in. So... <laughs> Um, so when I was a kid, there was uh, one of the one of the books we played was a game called Dragonlance, and it was just a specific set of characters that they had for this particular storyline. And I got excited when there was a Nintendo version of Dragonlance. I was like, "Oh man, this is going to be the greatest game ever! It is one <laughs> of the worst games I've ever played in my life." There, um, like, it's supposed to be a side-scrolling uh, action game. Uh, it is the slowest thing and the mechanics in the game are terrible. So, you know, they had that whole joke about like when you're playing Ninja Turtles, you can't jump over a small platform. <laughs> um, yeah, this is the same thing. Like, I had no idea that you're not supposed to just jump over a platform because you physically can't. You're just supposed to walk over it. It took me three days to figure that out. <laughs> I was like, <Wow>. And Dennis, as you remember, I don't know if you remember, but my Nintendo was my in my garage before. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is obviously during um, summer break. So about 150 degrees trying to figure out how to play a Steam video <laughs> game. Not worth it at all. Not worth it at all. Um, it, it's funny that you mentioned your your um, your godbrother. 
I don't know why, and I don't know what the situation was, but I was in a um, I was in a road trip with her godbrother once. I, I have no idea why I would be in a road trip with him, but it was him, and I was with um, my best my uh, best friend at the time. Oh yeah, um, and um, uh, the, like he was, he had suggested it, and he was like, "Dude, you know, we, we we've uh, uh, I play um, Dungeons and Dragons. You know, you want to try and play it." I'm like, "Sure, why not?" And so he 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 had like a uh, he just created like he had pre-created um like uh, characters already because we didn't go through what we had and so um i think it was like my first role and everything and this is i still for some reason i still distinctly remember it like we were like um you know we were like in a uh an inn and there was like uh, these like um uh, uh, people like coming in to attack us and like for some reason he had given me like the the cook and so I look, and I, I've never played Dungeons and Dragons, and and I, and I look at him, and he says, and and I go, what am I supposed to do? And he just goes, well, think of anything, just do what you want to do. And I was like, well, okay. Um, and then he he was like, you know, look around, and you're a cook, you can use anything. And he goes, okay. Um, well, I I decided to throw this a vat of oil uh, at, at the enemy, and he was like, oh. Well, um, I don't think that's going to work. And he tells me that you need to roll like a, was it, a perfect something um, in order for it to actually work. And I rolled it. I got the, I got the exact number I needed. And he looked at the, he was looking at it and he goes, okay, you defeated him. <laughs> and he was like, you know what? We're done. So oh. <laughs> my Dungeons and Dragons lasted for like two minutes. So um, I, I'm I'm pretty excited about what we're gonna do because that is the only thing I know of Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, then uh, I know this is semi off topic, but it's regarding the guy that we're talking about here. Obviously, uh -huh. you remember what his nickname for you was when we were little kids, right? I forget oh, what was it. Okay, he used to call him Dennis the Ghost. Why? I used to think it was because Dennis had a lot of white hair as a child. <laughs> Because that's the easy... Still sad. But, I mean, okay. the crazy thing is, I don't know how you had more hair as a, a, a child than you do now, which is, you know, you are <laughs> Dennis's Benjamin Button, apparently. But I, I was like, to him, I was like, oh, you call him the ghost because his hair's all white. He goes, no, because he looks like the, <laughs> he looks like the ghost from Super Mario World. Oh, dude. <laughs> I'm boo. <laughs> you know what I was gonna say. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. That's kind of cold. <laughs> Jesus. Like, for my costume, I'm just gonna wear. I'm gonna look for a white sheet and just gonna say I'm just, boo. Just throw it over. Just throw it over yourself for, during your Zoom. <laughs> you know, it's pretty. It's pretty cool because, like, um, our other guest Earl, um, he yeah. actually plays with my godbrother sometimes. So it's like he's like one of the few connections they still have with that guy, and and that you know we rarely get to see him in a lot of things. But the last I talked to my godbrother's best friend, he said, "No, he's still playing." And I'm like, "Dude, that's dedication, bro." Hey, who knows? Nice, Maybe dude. if we um if we actually like the game, you know, we might get 
um, uh, Earl in, in, into a game just to. Yeah, is, is there like a concept of like a bigger party? Yeah. yeah. Like, can we do, I mean, Harold, you've played before. Like, can you, how big of a party can we build? Or, you know, in Dude, theory, we like. To, we used to play games with, like I said, like 12 people. And how long would those games, those campaigns be? Because only the, the, the... all day, bro, all day. So this is the thing. Like, like Joel even mentioned to us yesterday is like, the dungeon master takes a lot of notes because it's like, you know, he's the one developing the storylines, and he has to see exactly where each storyline is going to be headed after the directions that we, the people playing the game, put ourselves into. So it's like, it all depends on how we react to everybody else's reactions. So some games would last, like Dennis said, maybe just one roll, which is a purely the most <laughs> crazy thing I've ever heard in my life. But there's other games where it's like we played like months long quests, literally months long quests, where it's like every time we played, it'd be crazy. like a different step. It, it was literally like playing like Lord of the Rings where it's like, yeah, we're only going so far each day. And sometimes you'd be frustrated and be like, oh, man, we need to get to, you know, the end of this thing already. But it's like, you know, people make decisions here. Someone else is not there for the day. So it's it's really crazy on how far things can really go with this. Yeah, I think my, my only point of reference is my brother-in-law, I guess, played or used to play Dungeons. And he would say the same thing, like, or not say the same thing, but like he would say he would play a few hours on a weekend, literally leave the table not leave the table, but like the, their their group would leave all the pieces and the paper and all that stuff on the table, leave it as is, come back like a month later, still pick up where they left off. And that would happen for like months at a time, which sounds insane. But yeah, I can see it already. Like like, like we mentioned, we've only we've only gone as far as building our character. Our characters aren't even fully built yet. But like the preliminary stuff has already took it took us like a couple hours last night, which again, not, not a bad thing. It was I thought it was a lot of fun, like interacting with a lot of people and stuff like that. So, yeah, like Dennis said, I, I think it'd be great if this takes off or at least the three of us uh, enjoy this. We can extend this out to the uh, to the larger uh, community of our friends and other uh, nerds and, and, and role players out there. You know, you know, it's kind of sad is there's a the one episode that they banned from community is uh the dungeons and dragons episode i heard about that i'm not there yet but yeah i'm kind of that's crazy to me they banned it because uh um ken jong plays a black elf and he was technically black elf dressed as a black elf but they were like no he's in blackface which is (laughs) no (laughs) that's (laughs) And he's, it, it's a joke for like literally five minutes, but it's like watching that episode. I was like, oh my, I got, I, cause watching that episode, you kind of get exactly how the feel of playing Dungeons and Dragons is going to be, where it's like, um, Abed is the dungeon master. So he's the one that comes up with all the different scenarios and everybody has to, you know, get your way around it. That's a very quick game apparently with them. I've never, I haven't seen campaigns that lasted that quickly before because obviously it's half an hour. But you know, in real time, that's like a seven-hour game, probably. It's oh, that's one of the things that I'm really curious to to see is just the how quickly things go. You're talking about you know, um, you know, months-long campaigns and everything, but 
you know, like, um, especially since we're going to be beginning, we're going to have to roll, uh, learn what diet to roll. Mm-hmm, we're going to have mm-hmm. to try to understand, does it hit? Does it not? Why or why not? Um, I, I, I think it would be f- funny that after like two, three hours, we, we haven't even like gone past like a door or something. We're just like walking. <laughs> we, haven't le- we haven't left the inn. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't figured out how to turn on the light yet. <laughs> Like there's a candle. Turns out my dexterity wasn't wasn't uh, high enough to uh, to to turn to light a match or something. You have not paid your bill. You cannot leave, you cannot leave the inn with if you've not paid your bill. Like, dang it! Yeah, we're starting out with no gold, so I know. Good luck to um, eating uh, all that. No, meat. Um, according to this, uh, as a paladin, um, <laughs> I, I have to do a. Uh, I I had to roll the d4. Uh, um, five times and then mul- no, yeah, and then multiplied it by ten, and that was my starting gold. Have you have have you not been paying attention? Oh lord, no, no. I've, I, I've been working, man. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, um, it's been one day. <laughs> Give me time. <laughs> Why do you we think have, I have yeah. all those questions? I, I didn't like like I had I had lunch today. Like uh, I told I told my wife and my daughter, see, ya. <laughs> and I just grabbed I grabbed my my food and it was just reading um in my little nook, <laughs> reading the handbook from no, it, from from cover to cover. <laughs> it's it's just funny because you know like our our conversations are on my phone. Like you know it comes up on Messenger. And during my lunch breaks, I play, you know, Clash Royale still because I'm still a douche like that. So RPGs. And I'm trying to play the game. And Dennis's one million questions keep popping up. <laughs> so I don't know which side the enemies are attacking me on. So. So, so you owe Harold some, uh, some, you gem, some gems. Yeah, you owe him some gems, dude. Well, <laughs> maybe the answer is stop playing Clash Royale for a little bit and actually create your character. That's all I'm saying. I, I, I need to relax. Well, <laughs> it's not relaxing. Well, you got to roll for charisma to convince Harold. So I, for one, actually, before my last thought on this is I'm really excited to play but at the same time i'm really excited to get the freaking references like <laughs> i i know all the jokes online and at the cons and all that good stuff like roll for initiative har har i'm like but i don't get it now i'm starting to see it so i'm gonna be like i get it <laughs> i'm gonna be I'm, I'm gonna be captain american avengers i get that reference <laughs> i mean technically a lot of the jargon <laughs> jargon uh, has been translated over to like the jrpg stuff so it, it's it's been Lewis easy doesn't to, play JRPG. Sorry, I forgot. Thank you, Dennis, for paying attention. <laughs> no, we know that. That's why I'm saying it. <laughs> Lou, do you want to borrow my PlayStation One? No, I don't, man. See, when you were talking about your dragon, uh, dra- <laughs> dragon lance, <laughs> uh, your game about you're like talking about my dragon lance. <laughs> yes, talking about your dragon lance. Um, not your guzzlelord. Um, guzz, guzzlord. Guzz. My bad. Guzzlord. Guzzlord was Harold <laughs> in college. <laughs> And now uh, it's Guzel Lord. It's French. Excuse you. <laughs> but um, when, when you're telling your story about like uh, you know you're grinding at this game for three days, you know me like by the by the second hour, I'm like I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> so as, uh, I'm sure I would love to play Chrono Trigger, but uh, but by the second hour, I'm like I'm good, fellas. <laughs> no, you can you can borrow my 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 PlayStation Classic and you can play Final Fantasy VII. Okay. So you can finally get all those references. Okay. Yeah, those I still in, don't. In, 
in all actuality, I know we're getting off track just for a second here, but Final Fantasy VII is the easiest entryway into JRPGs because it's easy. Okay. Sort of. Kind of. Okay. Not really. Yeah, you, you but like, don't you don't want to get into the... Like, you don't necessarily have to grain too much in Final Fantasy VII. I mean... Yeah. Like... You can beat it without... Without having to do like you know five hours side side quest just grinding the whole time. Okay. Yeah. Sephiroth is like one of the easiest bosses God ever created in a JRPG. Like every other Final Fantasy, forget about it. But Final Fantasy VII, it's like you can literally turn away from the screen and be like, "Oh, I beat." Him. Okay. So for Lewis. You'll feel accomplished. Yep. Well, uh, you know, I, I, I for feel one accomplished and feel part of the club. Yeah, exactly. I could finally be like a yeah part of it. Uh, speaking of uh, feeling like I'm participating, I am happy to announce that uh, yeah, my so my character so far will be a healer, just like <laughs> just like I knew I wanted to because I am not one to melee or get into the fray of things. So I am looking forward to shooting fireballs apparently and just being the utility for you guys. What's the name of your? So what? What? Um, are you a tiefling? Is that what it is? I am a w- tiefling wizard, which I guess tiefling is the um, Harold already mentioned a dark elf. So I guess uh, tiefling is their name for it. <laughs> we can use their name. Yeah, that's what they I mean, call themselves. It, okay. But we can't call him. A- <laughs> that's their word. Can, so I have a tiefling the word. Yeah. A tiefling wizard named Baracus. I only chose that name because it stuck out to me out of the suggested names. Because like, yeah, like B A Baracus. Let's go. <laughs> How about you, fellas? So I'm a um, a dragonborn, which I guess is like a, a humanoid dragon um, paladin, uh, which is like a knight that has some like uh, uh, magical powers here. Um, and my character's name is no, it is not a Mediterranean cuisine. It's called Donar. <laughs> That's what you're thinking of is Donner. Oh, okay. <laughs> like the, the 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 reindeer. <laughs> he makes the best kebab. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Donar the paladin, um, who for some reason, um, his one weakness, even though he is a holy man and. Uh, um, strives for the good of others. His one weakness, it's still, I'm still trying to decide if I want to change it or not. But my one weakness, according to this, is that I have an insa- insatiable desire for carnal pleasure. That's a lot to consolidate, man. <laughs> it's very true to life. Good luck, good, good, luck with that, uh, good luck with that background creation of yours, dude. It's the most, it's- it's the most realistic background any of us could ever have. <laughs> Actually, I think yours, else has like, <laughs> I think yours yeah. is a little bit more accurate, Harold. I'm trying to remember my... Uh, let me pull mine up real quick. <laughs> Where is it? Did I delete it? Oh, my God, I deleted it. Imagine yeah. if I deleted yeah, it. Yeah, no, that's hilarious because um, I know. Another two hours. Oh, no, I didn't <laughs> want to pull it up. But, um, so I am a... Ranger half elf, and like we established, the other half is coming from my dad's side because I didn't want to be as tall as my mom, otherwise, I'd just be a full elf because you know, Filipino woman. Um, my sister is the tallest in our family, she's five foot one, so don't want that from my mom's side. But uh, and then your sister's taller. Wait, what? Uh, yeah, my, my mom's my sister's taller than my mom. Do you okay? Uh, you said in your family, I was like. 
No, oh, you're no, no, taller no. than her. <laughs> yes, I'm taller than her. But uh, and I, I think Leah's. Oh, sorry, my niece. My niece is taller than all of them. I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's gonna tower over yeah. everybody. That, like that's, a few. See, like like her. It's from her dad's side. Unfortunately, in real life, I didn't get the height from my dad's side either. Otherwise, I'd be like the coolest guy. But didn't have. I'm now I'm like contemplating life. Anyways, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but you're so, half you're half elf ranger. Go ahead. Yeah, but uh, and then uh, Joel had mentioned that he's going to be s- somewhat similar to uh, um, to uh, Aragon. Oh, no, Aragon, Aragon. Aragon from. Uh, Lord of the Rings. So I told him that my name was going to be Haragon. <laughs> so technically I'm bald because my hair is Haragon. Hair today, Haragon tomorrow. <laughs> Turns out your your backstory is you're Filipino. <laughs> <laughs> so technically there's two H's in my name. So there's a H in hair, and then there's a G H O N at the very end. So hair gone. gone. <laughs> okay, I like it. I like it. So, um, I, uh, you know, guys, we'll we'll keep you updated um, as to our um, our status and our progress with this Dungeons and Dragons, and definitely um, k- uh, keep your ears out. And maybe, just maybe, if we enjoy this and we actually get into it, um, we might um, include more of you, our listeners, into our little group over here. Here's crossing fingers. Yep. Yeah. So I think Harold, you you have the last um, uh, activity for today, the last topic for today. Uh, yeah. You came up with a, uh, your topic last time was pretty good, so you know we decided might as well use you again this time around. <laughs> no, it's yeah. just a little. It's just a little. So last game, I had a lot of fun uh, playing that game with these guys here. Um, there was some legit, like tense moments when we're playing that game. Between these two guys, because you could tell the Jurassic Park fandom. sucks. <laughs> Here we go again. Now is not the time, man. Oh my bad, my bad. Because <laughs> I, I will, I will fireball you in our campaign in hey, the I back. Have, I have a shield, okay. So <laughs> he's, wearing, and, he's wearing it on um, his back like he's a ninja turtle. Yeah. And I've, yeah. I've, I've decided what my. Uh, what what my what my dragon uh, my dragonborn's alliance is so um I'm I have uh, I'm not immune but I have saving throw for fire so your fireball won't work. I'll figure Sometimes. out what that I'll, I'll figure out what that means soon enough, man. <laughs> All right, you just watch. <laughs> also, before we go back into this, um, Joel was like, "Hey, did you guys want to perhaps pick up some dice so you can play the game?" And I immediately went to Amazon and I was like, five sets of dice for 10 bucks? <laughs> yes, so, please. So it's been what a long a deal. Time, but I got like five sets of dice. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do with all of them. Maybe see, mix and match. Harold, see, th- this, is my, this is the problem. I went the opposite. I was like, I, I wasn't going to go f- for quantity. I was like, you went for what's, quality. what's the coolest like diet dice I could find? So I'm deciding over like this. Um, It's made out, it's like made out of stone <laughs> or made out of metal. I don't know which one to get. Dang, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we, at least we'll know when you roll the die. <laughs> clank, clank, clank. <laughs> 
This is going to get some jade dice. I know, dude. <laughs> with Jeez. rubies on the middle. Um, okay, so back to kind of the thing that we went with is, um, as usual, most of my dumb ideas come when I'm just zoning out and watching stuff, and I'm like, oh, that'd be an interesting topic to talk about. So, as usual, I was watching movies over the weekend and watching one of my favorite movies that I watched at least three times this week alone, um, the movie Dodgeball, which we talk about enough, but I, you know, maybe not enough. And I was just watching it and I was like, remembering how in the theaters, how I never had any idea that Patches O'Hulahan was going to meet his demise. <laughs> spoilers. Cas- spoilers. Okay, this is spoilers all around, basically. So um, when we're watching in the theater and I was just in shock because I was like, that's a, that's a character that's supposed to be till the end of the movie. So apparently not. And I, you know, mentioned another death that we'll talk about later. And I was asking the guys, which is the more abrupt uh, death, the more surprising, the more um, astonishing death. And um, these guys had come up with their own examples. So kind of what our short, um, Subject is for the day is to us most what's the word that we're looking for? Surprising, shocking and surprising, shocking uh deaths in pop culture. For me it's gonna be movies, but for you guys it could be anything. So my first example was Patches O'Hulahan uh getting smashed by the Luck of the Irish um <laughs> display <laughs> in a Las Vegas casino while he's driving around. So anybody else wanna go next? Well yeah. Go ahead, Lou. Oh, okay, my bad. Um, so for for this one, like, uh, you know, surprising deaths. I mean, in, in movies, you almost always expect anything with a higher than a PG thirteen rating to expect some people to die. Uh, in this kind of case, like uh, the the ones that I chose here were either like a weird um, death in a sense, like, oh, they they killed that guy. Or, you know, or not necessarily shock value, nor like if I expected it. So like, you know, the Waynes have died in every Batman movie to the point where I'd be surprised if they actually made a Batman movie where Thomas and Martha Wayne survived by the end of the movie. Um, So, yeah. uh, So starting off with that, um, I think I have to go with the example that I put in the chat. But Sam Jackson as Dr. Russell Franklin, I have to look up his name in Deep Blue Sea. So this is years ago before, you know, before before Sam Jackson was synonymous with being, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, for, um, excuse me, uh, Nick Fury in the Avengers and being that guy who always cusses and everything else. But, you know, but he was still on like the, the, the precipice of his uh, of his popularity. So you go into the movie Deep Blue Sea, you know, it's it's a shark movie with LL Cool J and Thomas Jane, who would become um, the Punisher eventually, uh, thinking that, you know, maybe. Maybe Sam Jackson might not make it all the way to the end, but at the same time, you're thinking, well, he's a scientist. He's the brain of the operation. Maybe he'll make it far enough to to be a significant part of the movie. But uh, crazily enough, like in the middle of his monologue, he gets snatched by our genius shark. So I'm like, what? Like it was one of those, like I, I still have those moments. Like I think it's only come up with a few other movies since then where I'm thinking he's going to come back, right? Like that, that wasn't it. So, yep, that's my first surprise uh, death. Uh, Sam Jackson in Deep Blue Sea. 
um, I like both of your um, the things, and I, I don't know if we're supposed to be discussing this, but, um, you know, for, for Harold, when you're talking about dodgeball um, and this one also, it's like these were the moments that you were like, um, you know, where the um, where the, everybody needed, um, you know, everybody needed like the that was the time that everybody needed in order to rally back in order to yeah. win and everything. And especially that I, I remember, you know, I hate I um, I hate like horror movies um, and I don't know why I was watching um, uh, Deep Blue Sea uh, um, and I still I still remember that to this day when that was uh, like in the middle of the whole thing it was it was like the it was like the um, you know the speech for like Braveheart or the speech for like Independence Day and then I can't imagine ima- imagine it, it, w- it would be like if in the middle of the Independence Day speech by by Bill. Pullman, all of a sudden, <laughs> like a, a um, somebody shoots him. That, that, the alien shoots. Shock- <laughs> yeah, that's how shocking that w- that would have been for me, you know. So um, I really like your like, your your pill your pulls. I saw Deep Blue Sea in the movie theaters, which, as usual, I'm ashamed to say because I've mentioned this before. Um, and that movie, that part particularly, because me and my buddies were the only people in the theater. Um, when that part happened, I was like, okay, apparently anything can happen in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Cause there's no stakes because or all the stakes are as high as possible because Sam Jackson and then I, it was one of those things where it's like, so the first death where the guy gets pulled off the um when the helicopter's pulling him up on the pulley mm-hmm. and he pulls him down and then throws him into the glass. I was like, Okay, this movie's about to get really messed up. And <laughs> then that Sam Jackson thing happened. And then the girl dies towards the end of the movie. Spoiler alert. Oh my God. I forgot about that one. <laughs> it's like, there's no, but no one like the Sam Jackson thing pretty much just sets you up for anybody in this movie can possibly die. And who's the only two people that made it at the end, the Punisher and Mr. My hat is like a shark's fin. <laughs> and his parents he escaped the kitchen because he was a chef or well, I don't know. I don't, I don't because <laughs> His hat was like a shark's fin. So <laughs> deep as blue. <laughs> Um, I am gonna go, and uh, since you guys know, um, Harold did a comedy. Lewis, you you did like a horror. I, mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna have to go with bromance. Um, and you know, it seems weird that there would be like a shocking death in 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 a romance. But um, I I remember watching, and I I, I think I talked. I don't know if I talked to you guys about this, yet, but I'm a huge fan of a, the movie City of Angels. Have you, either of you guys watched it before? Of, yeah, I yes. watched it with you in college, bro. Oh yeah, huh? you're right. <laughs> you had it at your apartment. Lewis, have you watched it before? Uh, yes, I have, but not, oh. not with you guys. Not okay. in not not so, in your yeah, apartment. So, but uh, for for the for the audience here who maybe have not watched it, it was a uh, Meg Ryan and um, what's his name? Um, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. There you go. And the story of this angel who um, you know uh, who uh, all of a sudden finds uh, is able to find love. And, you know, really great story. And uh, there's a scene where, um, you know, because of, you know, Meg Ryan kind of goes out and says that he's going to she's going to go out for peaches. And then all of a sudden (laughs) she dies. And I remember going, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) 
and from from a great story to all of a sudden a really terrible story because all of a sudden you have this angel who has basically given up mm-hmm. his immortality his you know his everything in order for her or in order for him to live a life with this girl all of a sudden he has to live the rest of his life without the reason for living i was like oh my god this became a romantic tragedy <laughs> it is amazing <laughs> how did she die again then uh, she was in a um, she was in a bicycle and she got hit by a, a car, right? Yep. Yeah, but do you remember what she was doing? No, what was she doing? She was just had her arms out. Oh yeah, she was so happy. She was everything enjoying was, life. She was so happy, she was enjoying everything because everything was about to happen for her. She's listening to Iris from the Goo Goo Dolls. That's the yeah. I, I was gonna try to remember what the name of the song is because I still get triggered. She didn't want the world to see her because. <laughs> <laughs> we would understand it. Bam! <laughs> and so every so often, like when uh, you know, my, when I need to go out or something like that, every so often I'll I'll go out and I'll I'll, eat, I'll tell my wife, "Hey, babe, I'm just gonna go out for peaches." And then she she just told me, "Shut up!" <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you start like humming the song to tell it's worth. Well, see, this is the thing. I I would never drive with my arms out. So yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> never ride, a, never ride your bike. Yeah, never ride your bike to Goo Goo Dolls in San Francisco. I guess is the lesson. <laughs> At least one hand on the handlebars. Yeah. <laughs> life ain't that good, you know. Right? I mean, life, life is good, that, but, but look forward. But again, again, like I still remember it to this day the the scene where he's like there and he's he's like. Um, he, he's sitting. He's standing by the beach where all the, where all the angels would gather, and then I'm like, "Oh my God, what is he gonna do for the rest of his life?" And then end screen. The yeah. end. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm, I mean, that's gotta be that's gotta be top two. That's three. <laughs> of getting uh, getting blindsided uh, up there has to be uh, meet Joe Black, Brad Pitt's character, and um, what's her Girl name? From in Final the- Destination. Yes, thank you. Because <laughs> no one ever sees that death coming at all. No, I mean if if, if um, Rachel McAdams' character in Mean Girls died, that would definitely be up there. But yeah. <laughs> she just got hurt real bad. But the other girl got it way worse. Yeah, <laughs> she was the girl from Saving Silverman. I don't remember her name at the top of my moment, but, but I remember watching that in the theaters and being like, oh my God, "What? <laughs> Death really is coming after all of them." <laughs> yeah, that was the like. So that, that's the funny thing about Final Destination is that, like, remember we talked about it before. All of those, all the other deaths are like uh, prefaced. Like you mm-hmm. see them building up to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this yeah, is the yeah. only one where it's like. <laughs> I'm just gonna talk right here, man. Yeah, like even she's mad at you. Um, was like way worse, but at least you saw that coming. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The funny part is, you know me. I'm a huge uh, Meg Ryan uh, fan, and um, I remember watching that, and I was so, um, I was so traumatized um, <laughs> by it. I, I, that's the only word I, I can think of. Um, but then. All of a sudden, I started watching um, another Meg Ryan movie, um, Sleepless in Seattle. 
And um, what I found hilarious and I found it interesting after rewatching it, after having watched uh, City, City of Angels, there's a scene there where she almost gets run over by a truck. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, it, it almost happened again. They were just playing <laughs> with your emotions. They were just playing with your emotions at that point, dude. It's the continuation of Final Destination for Meg Ryan. Because it was supposed to get her in Sleepless in Seattle. But it didn't, so it had to wait until City of Angels to get her. So. <laughs> yeah. Yes, okay, the, uh, okay. the, the Meg Ryan Cinematic Universe. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> the MRU. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Uh, Harold, I think it's you. <laughs> my example, I'm going to use my the the other example last, but my next example is kind of in the same vein of, uh, I guess it's a romance movie, but it's more like a kid's movie, I guess. Um, the movie is called my girl. The oh. character's name. Yes. Oh no. Yeah. We're talking about Thomas J over here. Okay. So what sucks about Thomas J dying in this movie is a, the guy playing him yeah. coming off the biggest movie of all time at the time. The very next movie Macaulay Culkin did after Home Alone was My Girl. And so you expect him, because like he's in some big actors in the movie. Dan Aykroyd, Jamie Lee Curtis, and then Macaulay Culkin. Those are the, you don't even know, like Anna Klumsky at the time. So you figure a lot of the marketing was towards Macaulay Culkin being the star yeah. of the movie, even though it's called My Girl. So it's the, him and her should be the co-stars of the movie. And so you figure the scene right before he has his untimely passing is them at a like a uh, a celebration and he gets his first kiss with Veda. And it's like, everything is right with the world. And then yeah. it's like, you know, oh, Veda can't make it today because she's stuck with her stupid teacher. Because she has a crush on Bill over there. And so, you know, Thomas J just kicking it by himself. Literally kicking it by himself because he kicks the hornet's nest or the bee's nest. And then, ah, bees. And then. <laughs> That's a good Macaulay Culkin, man. Ah, bees. <laughs> no, I mean, his range is pretty. I mean, it's no ah! Nicolas Cage. It's no Nicolas yeah. Cage, ah, bees. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah. but, you know, just like Nicolas Cage gets his demises to bees. I like the first time I saw that I was like, wait, wait, what, what, what just happened? This... It's like you don't, uh, you know, you don't see him die. I mean, that'd be pretty screwed up if he did. But like her reaction to him, and then even worse, her reaction at the funeral. And I was like, dude, he was supposed. To, he's the, he's the other star of this movie, and he doesn't even make it like the three quarters of the movie. He's not there for the last quarter of the movie. So it's like a false marketing <laughs> because you believe that this movie is about Macaulay Culkin. Yep. And you think it's like some kind of happy go lucky comedy, and then bam, the guy dies. I'm almost tearing right now thinking about Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> but the poor kid, he couldn't see without his glasses. I was about to say, like, are you crying with or without your glasses? I'm wearing my contacts right now. <laughs> I think maybe my contacts are dry. I- I'm not teary. Just it's, it's, it's dry in my room. <laughs> crying, he just doesn't have his glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bees. <laughs> Effing bees, man. I mean that that uh, that's probably why a lot of people are not empathetic with the be- the plight of bees lately, because that movie ruined a lot for a lot of people. <laughs> like when they were talking about murder hornets, 
Did you hear about that? Yeah. You know how, like how recently oh. they found out all the murder hornets are there. Yeah, and, and, and I was like, whatever you do, don't let Macaulay Culkin near them. So like, <laughs> I was like, dude, that's messed up. Because he might give them a disease, is what they're saying. Nice. Yeah. Um, for my choice, yeah, dude, I, I kind of love but hate how Hollywood actually knows how to play with people's emotions because of, yeah, like, like, like you said with Macaulay Culkin, you're assuming my girl, meaning possessive, his probably, right? But uh, anyway, so on that note, like, um, speaking of using a celebrity and then pulling the rug from underneath us, um, a movie that I just saw recently, because I guess obviously it's Halloween, so they're playing this um, in every cable channel, but uh, I'm going to have to give a shout out to bill murray as bill murray in zombie land oh, zombie land yeah <laughs> yes because i thought it was such a clever like in universe joke that of course you know the ghostbuster is still around and still alive during uh the zombie apocalypse but you know like uh like we've already premised in this in in our in our podcast he dies unceremoniously when uh was it tallahassee i can't remember his name now uh but basically facebook guy columbus thank you um you know pump some bird shot right into his chest so rough way to go for our guy bill murray but you know uh yeah columbus was just trying to get with a girl and try to show how tough he is and yeah it was a it was a tough way to go but funny but unexpected so that i think that's what we're going for here yeah, that's the one where he thought that um well bill murray was a zombie right yes yes oh, okay, yes gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. i still think that they missed the boat clearly with that movie in terms of having Bill Murray have his own bowling alley and then having Woody Harrelson be like, oh, you know how to bowl? Didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> but no, no one takes my ideas. <laughs> Come on, Hollywood. <laughs> Harold's right here, guys. <laughs> I know. Take his ideas. I know. Um, but that, that's the gene- that was the genesis. The genesis the, of the... the yeah, genesis. I'm telling you, your, your ranger is Filipino. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> That's your backstory. But that, that was the one of the origins of the Bill Effing Murray thing, is because Woody Harrelson calls him that in the movie. So now nowadays, you know, a lot of people when they're like, "Oh, who is that?" Oh, it's Bill Effing Murray. Oh, is that it? I I, yeah. I don't know why I never put that together, but okay. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. You're, you're you're probably lying to me, but that's okay. <laughs> no, remember that's his line. That's his line when he meets him. Oh, okay. I think he meets so, yeah. him in Zombieland in his in his mansion. He's like. He's like Bill Murray, Bill Effing Murray. So, okay. There we go. Um, my next one. Um, I'm trying to jump around here. Um, you know, Disney and in particular Pixar is really good at like playing with emotions. You know, with like Bambi's dead mom's too good (laughs) was was too good. Um, you know, Ellie dying um, during like Up. Um, you know, just just movies, just sees that or Finding Nemo, like the mom dying at the very beginning. You know, are really good at like pulling at heartstrings. But the the thing with those is that it happens like at the beginning of the movie, and so you know it it sets up everything, and so um, you you forget like the tragedy, and it lets you build on it. Um, the the surprising one for me has to be Bing Bong from Inside oh, Out. Oh God damn it! <laughs> There's another Filipino. <laughs> That's true. Um, uh, that, that was, the funny part with Bing Bong is, you know, like 
I honestly, and I don't know, maybe I was just being naive. I honestly didn't think that he was going to die because I thought he was a bad guy. Um, I thought that was mm. I thought that was the twist where the reason why things were happening, like the the reason why things were happening, was Bing Bong was there because he just seems so nice. He just so seems so like uh, pure, you know. So that um, when when they were there and he was talking about having to take her to the moon and everything, and when they were there, I really thought there was there was that. I remember there was a scene where he kind of has this look on his face and I really thought that he was going to try to keep joy there so that he can like go and escape. Ah, okay. And, that and, been I, a- and I was waiting for it. I was like, here it is. Here it is. And all of a sudden, Oh my God, no, it's, it's the opposite. He's the hero of this whole thing. And like the scene where he, he, she's able to finally blast off and she turns around and sees Bing Bong and Bing Bong is slowly disappearing. I'm like, Oh my God, they got me. (laughs) So for me, Bing Bong's death in inside out, I, I have to tell you really a got to me, but B I was not expecting it when I saw it. Good yeah. point. Good point. I I not quite the the twist that you were talking about, but I actually thought Bing Bong was gonna stick around because he was gonna be like the token sidekick, like you said. Like you know, there's uh, I'm sure Disney has his own tropes page, but you know, the, every Disney princess or prince uh, Disney hero has a has a sidekick. Um, uh, obviously, sadness was supposed to offset joy, and I thought Bing Bong was just gonna be that guy, but no, he died. So I'm like, oh. Okay, or uh, however memories are supposed to go. I don't know if they died per se, but yeah, good pull, dude. Yeah, I like it. <clears throat> um, my next example is from one of Willis's favorite movies. Harold's yeah. um, uh, contacts are getting really dry right now for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here, no prepare. I think Lewis is going to love this one the most. Um, the movie is called Transformers the Movie. <laughs> You know what? I'm not even mad at the death. <laughs> Go ahead, Errol. <laughs> I'm not mad at the death. I'm just mad I'm at the place. How... <laughs> no, besides that. Yeah. No, it's it's the death itself. Okay, come on, man. Beginning of the movie. Yeah, that's right. Transformers mm-hmm. movie where Optimus is clearly the most visible person on every marketing material. Front um, and center. Front and center in every poster. He is right in the middle, like posing like What's up? You don't see anybody else. Like Ultra Magnus is like one of the tips of his head is in the corner. Um, Hot Rod is like you could see his tire. But besides that, all Optimus. And in the first 20 minutes of the movie, <laughs> he gets shot and he doesn't come back to life. So like as a kid, no one saw that coming. <laughs> like I, I, want, I didn't watch it in theaters. I watched it on VHS. And I was like, I literally had to stop the movie because I didn't believe what just happened. And you guys know who my sister is. She was like, you know, she's a nice person now, but she was a terrible person as a child. And she was taunting me <laughs> mercilessly because she was like, hey, I think your toy was the first one to die. <laughs> I was like, dude. So that's, um, when, that's when Optimus Prime transformed into a, a coffin, right? Yeah. <laughs> He didn't even he didn't even get the chance. You know what he transformed into? He transformed transformed into ash. No, he, he it was an alternate uh, alternate design. Uh, Optimus Prime. 
<laughs> he was gray. A, he's actually he was he was towing himself in the back. <laughs> yes. He is towing with himself. Towing. I thought it was just a pallet swap. Oh. <laughs> so I mean it's but it's better than what happened to Duke in the G.I. Joe movie. Because like you think Duke dies, but then at the end he's like, no, he's fine. <laughs> I was okay. They don't, they don't show him fine, they just mention on the side, like, oh, by the way, Duke is alive. Oh, I guess it didn't test well with the test no, audience, right? It failed, it failed horribly. <laughs> yet, yet, somebody told Hasbro, yeah, let's go ahead and call kill Optimus, sure. <laughs> yeah, because Duke is a more prominent character, and he is... Because when people think of 80s cartoons, they think of Duke ahead of Optimus Prime. Yep. <laughs> and... Yeah, that's not. Yeah, yeah. But again, the great pull. My issue with that movie really is just who who they decided to replace him with. That that will that is the hill I, I will die on. <laughs> you would have been happy with Ultra Magnus. Yes, dude. At least aesthetically, <laughs> you, you talk talk to six year old Lewis, man. I don't <laughs> don't don't ask forty year old Lewis. <laughs> don't don't ask me for logic now, man. <laughs> me in eighty seven was like no. <laughs> A truck can only the, be replaced by a rod. I want the bigger robot. I know. I thought to be a prime, you had to be the big one. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm done. I'm over this. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, for my, I, I don't know how many more we have left uh, in us. Uh, I actually only enlisted one more. But um, so for, for my next pick, it's actually going to be not a movie, but it's something a little bit more of a, a little bit more of a critical, excuse me, critical pick, but something that I think Marvel is trying to do its darndest, damnedest to fix. But uh, my next choice is, I don't know if you guys have actually had a chance to watch uh, the Luke Cage series on Netflix. Um, so the, cho- the, the my choice for most surprising death for this one is going to be Mahershala Ali's character, um, Cottonmouth. He was actually the bad guy in the series. And if you guys know your Netflix uh, Marvel series, they usually last about eight eight episodes. Um, the weirdest part about this is the whole or the for, the whole first half of the uh, of the series, um, Mahershala Ali's character is built up as like the bad guy. Like he is, you know, a hu- he's human, but dude has issues and he has such control over, you know, Harlem he is such a thorn in Luke Cage's side. Luke Cage, for all his strength and bulletproof ability, um, is not able to touch this guy. Um, but, um, you know, about, I want to say, like, episode seven or so, he dies almost unceremoniously uh, because of, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, one of his henchmen just, like, put, uh, double crosses him. So, in this case, like, I think they messed up because, you know, watching the series you really think like Maharshala Ali is the guy, like he has something that you can't keep your eyes off, off of him. And, um, you know, not to get too Hollywood or whatnot, but uh, obviously the Oscars recognize it too. Cause I think he's actually won an Oscar since then. And, you know, fast forward to last year's Comic-Con or whenever that was. But like I said, I think Marvel's trying to retcon that little mistake out or actually make the most out of it because they've killed off this character. But now they're going to have him, Mahars Lali, play Blade in the next movie whenever they decide to make that movie. So, yeah, I mean, good for them for doing that. But I I was honestly surprised that they got rid of a bad guy that good so quickly. It's like, imagine, like, I, I know, Dennis, you've seen the Daredevil series so it's like ask, it's like seeing yeah it's like if they killed uh, Kingpin 
you know, in the first season, like not even the penultimate episode, but maybe like three or four episodes before the last. So he wasn't even part of the big finale. So yeah, it, it's, it was a weird choice for them to pull. Um, I, I would have loved to see Cottonmouth last as long as, uh, as Kingpin does or is um, and kind of go from there. I like it. I like it. Um, my, uh, my next one, um, and this is the one that I had mentioned to Harold to start off this whole conversation. You know, um, you have the, you have, um, uh, um, one of the, uh, one of my most favorite movies, um, and the broken lizard movie and it's beer fest. And, you know, um, I think we need to do a beer fest episode. I don't um, think we talk about beer fest enough. Yeah, but I, I think yeah. you know. I think in order for us to do a beer fest episode, it needs to be like a for fans only page or something, dude. Because an only fans page, <laughs> whatever it's called. <laughs> because <For> uh, fans <laughs> only. <laughs> I, I like adding more words. Okay, but because um, some of the memories that we have on that is a little, I, I think, might be a little too inappropriate at times. Yeah, let's not talk about those times re- trying to relive beer fest. But go ahead. <laughs> Um, but in particular, the, the scene that I, I, I do remember is, is when uh, the shocking moment when Landfill, the uh, you know the the jolly um, uh, character that that out drink everybody when he when he dies, and you know a it's it's a, a story wise at least it was a at a it was at a low point in in everybody's life um we were expecting that they, uh, everything was good already like the 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 their beer hall was succeeding um they were already learning how to drink properly and everything and all of a sudden landfill falls in a vat of of um of of beer and the funny part was, and I think the reason why it was so shocking to me was they built it up so much so that I really thought landfill was going to be able to drink all of those, that beer, dude. Yes, exactly. <laughs> because I thought it was going to be like the greatest moment ever because he started just like, like just inhaling that. And like, I know it's really crappy effects, but they had like the, um, the, um, the water draining out effect. I was like, there it is. It's, it's done. Landfill is going to be able to win. And then of course we, we find out that landfill died because he could not drink enough, uh, drink enough beer. He actually drowned in the beer. I remember. Yeah, dude. Um, I, I know you said you wanted to save this for our only fans or Patreon or whatever, but I still vividly remember watching this movie at your apartment. I think you've actually seen this before we did uh, or before I did. Uh, no, no. Was that everybody's first time? No, I brought the movie. You brought the movie. Okay. And I, so who brought the, the mini keg again? I think this is how to be on our Patreon page because I still, I still remember how fun it was when somebody walked in, you walked in with the movie and then somebody else walked in with like a little, like two foot tall, a mini keg. And I thought, Oh, so sure you know, I think it was, yeah, I think it was our friend. You're right. You're right. It was like, it was like baby Yoda before baby Yoda. Cause like we were so used to like the big old kegs at in college and like, Oh, look at a little bit of little baby keg. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, good, good pull. Then I was thoroughly surprised, but not as surprised as when I when we were introduced to Landfill Two. <laughs> I mean, Gil. <laughs> and, and and I think that's what made it even better because it was so shocking. And then, how are we going to win this game? Oh, 
Gil has a twin brother who turns out to be better than Landfill ever was. He's so much better than Landfill one. <laughs> he even requests that nobody talk about what happened so that things would just go back to normal. And everybody's like, like, we're good with that. Like remember remember I like remember towards the end where he's like, We can't even get in after all that we've been through. They're like, dude, you haven't even been here the whole time. <laughs> God, I still I love that movie, dude. Like, anytime that movie's on Netflix, I have to watch it. Yeah, one of those movies, dude. Like the warning, you will die. Like, I love the I hate the fact that they never made that that sequel. Oh, Podfest. The Podfest. <laughs> <sighs> remember, remember hey. that one year we were saying that we should get those uh the, the Team USA, yeah, the Team USA track sheets. I still want to do it, dude. <laughs> ah, even though I'm still sober, I I, I dress up like those guys. <laughs> yeah, you, you can just do like water in, in a huge, uh, huge. In a, as the as one of the people who's taken down Dust Boot several times, it's a terrible idea. And yeah, I can't even do that yet, ever, I was, ever. I was, I was still able to drive. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so my last one is going to be the one that kind of just started the other discussion, and we'll discuss it really quickly. Is um. We had a whole episode dedicated to one of the actors, but we never, and we mentioned how much we love the movie, but it still traumatizes me to this day that Chubbs Peterson didn't make it to the end of Happy Gilmore. <laughs> um, I mean, like, Carl Weathers is yeah. probably one of the greatest actors of all time. Is he really? And- Look at his range, dude. Okay, okay, okay. I'll I'll, I'll give you that. First, uh, Apollo Creed. Well, you know, ignore the whole Predator and Action Jackson things in the 80s. Uh, Happy Gilmore, Arrested Development, and uh, obviously coming soon or this weekend, uh, The Mandalorian. So Yeah, I was going to say. The guy's guy's been in everywhere. He's he's died to Predators, and he's, well, so far he's lived in the Star Wars universe. And he died to Drago. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he dies to a, an alligator's head <laughs> that, was, that was murdered in his honor. <laughs> like the very first time I saw Happy Gilmore and the fact that he fell out. So he when he falls out of the, the uh, window and Lee Trevino is at the bottom, like shaking his head like that image always sticks in my head of a <laughs> the one-eyed gator head screaming and him falling backwards. Falling and backwards. Then, and then Lee Trevino just shaking his head like <laughs> and it cuts right away to like I'm gonna and then you know, I can't believe he's dead. <laughs> like that's what's also funny about like um the landfill thing is like it it cuts from him swallowing all the beer and the very next shot is him just drowning in the beer, and it's like, dude. <laughs> So unexpected. So that's why we're at. So that's kind of where the discussion for this came up is I was watching Happy Gilmore and then I was watching Dodgeball and then Dennis brought up Landfill. And I was like, out of those comedically and traumatically, which is the more unexpected out of all of those? So I would, if we were to argue, so Landfill, Chubbs. And um, patches. Oh, patches of Hulahan. Um, I I think I would have to go. Although I do love the movie, 
I, I think I I would go with Patches O'Houlihan just because I don't know. Yes, the the whole um, alligator um, thing was surprising, but that that sign just slamming onto him uh, was really unexpected for me. Like I did not expect it at all. So I would have to go with the Patches dying. Um, for me, I think. I think I'm a little swayed by my Instagram posts because Chubbs has become synonymous with anything crazy going on in the golf courses. So like anytime, like, you know, obviously in the doldrums of sports right now where there's no live events or at least not anymore after the Dodgers and the NBA bubble season wrapped up, but like every so often they'll post like only in Florida alligator playing on the back nine. And every comment is like, R.I.P. Chubbs, because it's true, you know. <laughs> but um, so yeah, and you know, I don't know. Golf is is I've, I've never played competitive uh, dodgeball, but I do know how tough golf is. So I think Chubbs had the uphill battle uh, having to train uh, happy on this one. So uh, he, he, I think he'll get he'll get the edge from me on this one. Uh, for me, I think it's I love how unexpected Chubbs dying was because he was the second main character in that movie oh true yeah and the fact that you know it came literally with like a celebratory thing it's like yeah i i, I killed this animal for you but patches O'Hulahan <laughs> was on a las vegas casino floor with a million other people and of all the things of all the people that get hit by a, a, a sign it's luck of the irish luck of the irish is the one irish guy <laughs> so unexpectedly I got to give it to Patches O'Hulu. <laughs> Rest in peace to all you guys. Thank you for everything you've done for our country. A salute. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Good topic, guys. Good episode. Um, I'm hoping that you, uh, the audience, enjoyed our episode today. Um, you know, if there are other topics, you know, we, we, we have all these ideas. But if you have any topics that you want um, to us to talk about, maybe you're interested in, um, please let us know. Um, you could uh, reach us, of course. Um, uh, one way to do it is to take a look at our, our, our website. It's the two fanboys, one casual.podbean.com, where we have all of our uh, podcasts. And of course, Lewis. On Facebook, whenever I'm um, sorry, on Facebook, you can find us two fanboys and a filthy casual. Um, whenever our podcast goes live, we'll be posting it there. Not to mention our very active and very uh, fun little Facebook group as well. So two fanboys and a filthy casual, like just plug it into the search bar. Both of those options should pop up um, at us on both. And it will, we'd love to add you, uh, have you on board. On Instagram and Twitter, two fanboys, one casual. And as usual, anywhere you can find your favorite podcasts, we are there as well. Awesome. That's it for us today. Um, hopefully you guys enjoy. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. As usual, this is two fanboys in the field of the casual. This is Dennis. This is Baracus, the Typhling wizard. Damn it, you're right. You're Typhling? You're Typhling? Tri I'm Trifling. <laughs> no, you're good you're for nothing not. type of brother. <laughs> That's right. Bills, bills, bills reference. I was going to say, thank you, Destiny's child. <laughs> Also, and I do Disney Child references. Also, the name of my disciples. <laughs> <laughs> but you said Typhling, so you're yes. half Thai, half Elfling. <laughs> so you can't even spell your own last name. No matter I can't, what man. Hold on. <laughs> I get it right one, one of these days. And, and that was <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was the half elf ranger. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>